If you're anything like me, you've always had a sense that there was more to life, that there was more than what you saw, what you had experienced and what you had been exposed to. I never knew exactly where this yearning, this desire came from for more. And I didn't know exactly what that more was. I just knew that there was more for me. Well, God created each and every one of us with a specific purpose in mind. And that purpose, that's your more. See, there's more for me and there's more for you. So as we journey and draw closer to God, we'll get to know him. And as we get to know God better, we'll get to know ourselves better and understand ourselves better. And that's when it all begins to work together and it will be revealed to us. We will discover what the more is that God has for us. So let's continue to journey together. And as I discover the more that God has for me, I'm confident that you too will discover that God has more for you. Welcome to More For Me with yours truly, Kat Nicole. What up, homie? What's going on? Welcome back to the studio. So I want to apologize. I had to think about what order am I going to do this? But first, let me apologize. I told you I see you last week, same old, same time, same place. Then I didn't show up. The plan was to show up, but see what had happened was I was on vacation. And for the first time, I actually literally just enjoyed the vacation. So I decided not to record, knowing that I will come back. I will come back to you. And so here I am, welcoming you back to the studio. And I guess myself for that matter. We would have had to record on the road and all this other stuff. It's a little complicated. And your girl was just really trying to relax. So welcome. If this is your first time, welcome to the studio. If this is not your first time, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Either way, it is an honor and a privilege to have you join me here today. Not just me, but my homies too here on this good homie ship. I want to jump right in. Actually, Kind of continuing from where we left off last episode. That would have been 89. Welcome to episode 90. We were talking about inner vows and uh, thinking about how those inner vows could, could hold us back from the more that God has for us. And what's the inner vow? It's really something that uh, you literally say that you are not going to do. You're not going to engage in. And whether it's subconsciously or consciously, that thing actually may withhold you from making progress in areas that you need to. And so uh, in our time away, I've had the opportunity, like I told y'all, I said, I'm going to dig into my inner vows some more. And um, I've been more aware of them. And we know self-awareness is the best awareness. And in my awareness, things are being revealed to me. And so I wanted to talk to you today about an inner vow that I that I do have and that I'm working to dismantle, deconstruct, destroy, because it's no bueno over here. And that interval is about options. Oftentimes it is said, and mainly <laughs> the one, the love of my life gets to hear the most often, my husband, um, but is that I don't like options. It's like, man, see, this is why I don't like options. I don't want to uh, uh, have a long list of things and keep adding to that list and exploring. This is in the past. I didn't want to do that because then I have to, it takes me longer to deliberate and make a decision. Well, the truth is there's nothing wrong with options. But before I get there, why do I, why did I say I don't like options? Well, it boils down to this. 
At some point in time in my life, I believed that it was safe for me to be right. I can't remember if this is something that I've shared with you guys before, but it definitely is something that uh, in the past year um, in uh, digging deeper into who I am and why I am the way I am, um, I came to this understanding. But I found safety in being right. And if I was right, that means that somebody didn't go off on me. That means that somebody didn't explode and all this other stuff. You didn't get belittled or demeaned verbally, basically verbally abused by said person or persons. And so it was safe for me to be right. The more options I have, come on, look at the little statistics. That's an increase in the likelihood of me being wrong, a decrease in the likelihood of me being right. So the fewer options I have, the closer I am to being right. So I began to, to walk out life and just literally enjoy and prefer to be right. In the, at the end of the day, just like, hey, I, I like to be right. And it's just this kind of way that cat is, it's a catism. But in reality, I started off that way because I wanted to stay safe. That was my security blanket, being right. Okay. So I don't like options, but really I just want to be right. But why do I want to be right? It's in order to be safe. So because I'm able to trace back where this idea came from about options, and it took me a little while. I don't want to pretend like, oh, it just came to me. Um, but a wise, uh, a wise homie once told me, Robert White, he said, hey, if you can, if you can uh, trace back the origin, then you can undo the lie. Hmm. So I began to undo the lie, right? I don't have to be right. Nobody's right. Nobody's perfect. That's Jesus. He died for that, right? But then I'm no longer in that situation in terms of being verbally abused or in danger, right? I don't need to be right to be safe. So start unpacking this lie. And the other part about it, and I think what really made it stand out to me is there was uh, some cognitive dissonance with these two ideas that I had, right? I told you guys I had this, this inner vow, like, I don't like options. I don't want options. Keep it simple. Pick one thing. Let's roll with it. On the other hand, I truly believe in optimization and efficiency. So it's like, man, let's make the best out of what we have. It's the, it's the essence of my company, Stuart Little. Like with what you're presented with today, what you have in front of you, like how do you optimize that, right? In an ideal situation, you know, oh, I do the best with my time. I'm good with my relationships, so faith, family, fitness, finances, and my friendships. Like I'm good in all that stuff. But the reality is that we live in a broken and sinful, evil world. And so all those things, they may not be true. So based upon where I am today, whether it was situations circumstances that were handed to me or something that I created for myself. What's the next best decision that I can make? Shout out to my little homie, Kaya. What's the next best decision that I can make in order to make progress? So optimal based upon where I am today. And so I started thinking about it. I'm like, can I really make an optimal decision if I don't like options, which means, which means that I'm not willing to explore? All of this really, really, let me be honest with you guys, homies, all of this really came together while I was exploring the notion of getting a new car. <laughs> it's amazing how life will help you reveal the journey of life. Yo, it's so telling. It's, it, it makes me really sit back and be like, yo, this is what's up. Like, God is so good to reveal myself to me in this process of searching for a car. Your girl wants a new car. 
Um, I was uh, teaching a class, had our final group session uh, yesterday, and uh, we ended up walking through. Uh, I told them that I think it's because I'm from the Motor City 313. Um, cars are pretty big in, the, <laughs> in Detroit, right? You got the big three companies there. Um, and I said, well, maybe it's not that, but I kind of think that I have what we call, and by we, I mean me, vehicular ADD that I'm not really going to stay in a vehicle too long. And I literally walked them through the, <laughs> as I verbally processed my, my vehicle situation from my very first car, a 1988 Chevy Beretta to my current car, a 2018 Jetta, right? I walked through that and the different vehicles that I had in between them. And it turns out that I've never had a car more than four years, no matter the condition that it was in, no matter how much I loved it at one point somewhere around four years, I start to get this itch and I'm like, Hey, it's time to make a change. All that to say, <laughs> I'm in that season. I'm approaching this four year mark. And also there happens to be some, uh, circumstances where I need a little bit more space in my vehicle in order to transport the entire family comfortably. But ne nevertheless, it, we're still at the four year mark and I'm now looking into cars. Uh, my favorite car, the best car I I ever had, I'll say. Uh, well, the jet is a pretty fun car because I like I like driving fast and uh, being able to maneuver and hug curves and all this other stuff, right? I just like I just like that. But the, my 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 favorite car was an X6, a BMW X6. I love that truck because uh, they call it an SUV coupe. So it kind of drives more like a car than a truck. So you don't have that like, oh, where it sways with the wind, it's top heavy. It can hug curves and move just like a, uh, just like a car. So um, I love, love, love that car. But when I decided upon that car, it was like, I saw it, I liked it. And I was like, I want it. No options. I just honed in, focused. I want this X6. I want this X6. Where's this long story going? Hang in with me. It's going somewhere. Well, now I'm at the point, there are a couple vehicles that, um, you know, do I go and get uh, an X6? Well, the reality of my situation, I need more space. That's not a, that's not an increase in space. It's just, uh, it gets a little higher off the ground, maybe yeah, a little bit more trunk space, but capacity for actual people that I'm trying to increase, it no longer accomplishes that. So I found myself having to do a little bit of research to understand what vehicles are available on the market besides what I, what I see and am familiar with so that I can understand what's going to be the best option. Now I'm still searching, I'm still looking, but I had to truly become comfortable with the fact that you say you don't like options. But understanding your options will help you make an optimal decision. So I am literally in the process of like destroying, obliterating, deconstructing, tearing down this inner vow that I have that I don't like options. Because right now, I know there's no right answer. So I have to understand self-awareness is the best awareness. What am I really looking for? And what am I willing to do? What am I willing to decide upon? Like, how am I picking this? Is it just upon the look of the car? Is it the capacity? Is it the miles per gallon? Is it the cost of the vehicle? You have all these different factors, but it really is helping me understand um, the value of exploring options and um, eliminating, erasing that fear of having to increase your search and do research because it, it leads to options. Um, one of my favorite verses that I'm realizing is almost, uh, I'm going to say it, it's almost like a life verse for me, um, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. Um, 
I will quote you the exact location of that scripture, but I generally mess it up and I didn't write it down in advance. So I don't want to throw you off and send you to a place that you're like, this is not what that verse says, Kat Nicole. Um, <laughs> but it is in like first and second Timothy. What French is going to do though is uncross his arms. He's going to find this quick reference for it because it's like uh, first or second Timothy chapter one, verse seven or something like that. But in a second, I'm going to correct myself because he's going to give me that actual scripture. But that God is not giving me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And so if I operate in that manner, then I, I don't need to be fearful. And that's what I live by, that there's nothing for me to fear. Now, there was a, a journey and a process of me understanding where I was in the first place. And then what was the lie that I was believing and beginning to unpack that lie? How did I end up in that place? And yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, verbal abuse. Uh, my child at some point during my childhood brought me to this place where I created all these boundaries. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. Thanks, French. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. That's where you can find that scripture. Um, but at, at, at some point in time, I no longer just said, hey, I need to have this vow in this situation. I blankly applied it to all of life. And so now as I explore finding a new vehicle and what's going to work, work best for our family based upon our current situation um, and the circumstances that we're facing, um, but that I can tear that down and realize, one, there's nothing to be fearful of. And if I am, um, what can I do to, to become more knowledgeable and more aware so I can make an optimal decision? In the worst case scenario, I have a vehicle for four years <laughs> that I'll change out afterwards and do something different. Um, all of that real long takes you into my thought process. It wasn't that long. Y'all know we keep it short here on the show. Um but I really wanted to to walk through that example and and help you understand one accountability. I told y'all I was going to dig into it some more. I'll just be talking about it. I'll be about it um, so that I, I really am digging into it and exploring and understanding because there, there's more that God has for me and there's more that God has for you. But there's work that we have to do. It's a process on this life journey. As we travel towards the destination of more that God has for each and every one of us, there's some things that we need to understand that we need to unpack. And some of it is about ourselves. Some of it is about God and how he, what he wants for us and how he wants us to show up in the world. And some of it is about others and how we interact with them. But as all these things come together in the crock pot of life and it simmers and slow cooks, like we can make progress and it's possible to go further, faster towards that destination. You don't have to fall short of it, but grab a hold of what God has for you. And in that more, God gave me options. <laughs> Legit. God gave me options. And the more that he has for me, I've been living a life where I can see that God is giving me options. Do you want to live here? Or do you want to live there? Do you want to do this or do you want to do that? And neither is bad. They're both good things. And he's just allowing. We've been positioned as a family. We're, be, we're being allowed to make decisions, to choose what it is that we want as we journey towards the destination of more that God has for us. So I hope this blesses you, that you understand more what inner vows are and that you then say, hey, you know what? Sometimes it can seem like the smallest of things that are tripping me up or holding me back from making progress towards where I'm really needing to go. He asked my kids, they'll tell you in a heartbeat, practice makes progress. And we are trying to make progress. So I'm going to continue practicing, not just uh, on this car search, which will continue, but practicing being who God has called me to be. And that's not one that is fearful. I can't make my decisions out of fear, but that I'll trust in him and I'll walk and go where he leads me and tells me to. But I'll do so with wisdom, knowing who I am, who he is, and who he's called me to be. That is all for this week, guys. I, uh, 
pray that you go and do the work, that you begin the work and not in a checklist kind of way, maybe imply the way I said it, but that you begin the process, the journey and evolve in this way on your journey towards the destination of more that God has for you. So until next week, where we'll meet here again, same mode, same time, same place. Remember, God has more for me and God has more for you. Now let's get it. Take care. With everything that we face in life, both good and bad, we are presented with an opportunity to become a better version of ourselves. It's up to us, though, to make the time to seize those opportunities. I hope that this episode helped increase your level of self-awareness, encouraged you, and even challenged you. Now, I would like to connect further with you. There are a few ways in the show description that you can do just that. Make sure that you subscribe, like, comment, and share this episode. You can also rate and review the show. Thank you so much. 